Welcome in, welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining me once again. I hope you all had a wonderful, relaxing, and safe Christmas holiday. So here we are. The opportunity every team plays for all year is right in front of us. The chance for your team to compete in the college football playoff. Notre Dame and Alabama will face off in just a few days, and we know the backstory. Notre Dame's great undefeated regular season run highlighted by knocking off a number one team for the first time in 27 years. Whether they had players gone or not, it still happened. We also know about Notre Dame's recent humongous embarrassment against Clemson. Notre Dame's history of failure in these large-scale elite game matchups. And now comes another big spotlight moment against the machine that is Nick Saban's Alabama Crimson Tide squad. How should Notre Dame proceed into this matchup as a almost three-touchdown dog with an unquestionable talent deficit? If a game's being played, there's a chance any team could win. That's not the question here. The question here is, what percent is that chance and what things need to happen to put that percentage into actual play on the field? I think... This situation, while not ideal and nobody would pick it, is actually quite freeing when you're this big of an underdog, okay? I have certain things I'm looking for out of this game and the approach and some thoughts about it to go over. Let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Let's go. That's right. Welcome in. Welcome back, everybody, to a playoff edition of the Always Irish Show. Thank you for joining me once again. As always, YouTube, type in Always Irish. You'll find me there. A lot of activity on the channel lately. Do give a subscribe, click, and a thumbs up if you do like the content. It helps me become more searchable on YouTube. I do appreciate it very much. Twitter, at JKZND4. I don't have to tell the Texas A&M fans how to find me on Twitter. They're on my ass 24-7, these people. Anyways, Twitter, at JKZND4. Email, alwaysirishnd at gmail.com. Audio only. Get me anywhere you want your audio. The merchandise link is below. I know a lot of you did get some uh, Always Irish gear for Christmas. I hope you do enjoy it. And also, what nice friends and family you have that they go out of your way to buy you some Always Irish gear. Those people are awesome. I love them, okay? So here's what I need you to do. Like, subscribe, share, review, write mean comments. I don't care what you do. I just like the interaction, okay? So where to start? Where to start on this one? So as I stated in the video I posted a couple days ago, it's just so interesting where we sit right now as Notre Dame fans. We made the playoff, which is everybody's goal. Theoretically, you can't make the playoff without having a good chance to win it all, in theory. In theory, right? But I feel like half... (laughs) Half the fan base is bracing for impact of a meteor rather than foaming at the mouth with excitement about maybe winning a championship. It's just such an interesting dynamic as a Notre Dame fan where we sit. I feel just from social media and my interaction with people, I feel like people are freaked out about the worst case scenario, but also holding out hope maybe 
we show up and a bunch of things happen and it's different or not as bad as people are thinking or predicting. It's just a wild place to be with your team entering the playoff emotionally. It's just a bizarro place to be. And I understand why. The big game history is terrible. It's just terrible. In the last six BCFs slash playoff games, we've been outscored by 144 points in those matchups. Blown out in our last game by a healthy team that's great. Those are just facts and they hurt, but they're facts that we have to acknowledge and process and work through, okay? One thing is, contrary to what social media and regular media heads would have you think, no, Notre Dame is not overrated each time they reach these big games. They're appropriately rated based on regular season success. Then they get in these ultra-elite matchups, often with teams with way more natural raw talent. Things get ugly. That doesn't mean they were overrated or overranked. That doesn't mean that. It means they're doing a great job with who they're playing in the regular season, and then they get in a matchup with a team with way more elite talent. Bad things usually happen. Okay, That doesn't mean they're undeserving or overrated or overranked. I always tell people this. After Notre Dame gets blown out against an elite team like 2018 Clemson, perfect example. Oh, Notre Dame's overrated, overrated. They were undefeated at 12-0 going into that game. Where the hell do you want to rate them? They're appropriately rated. Then they get the shit kicked out of them, and then they go down in the ratings. Okay? So they're appropriately rated based on who they're playing in those results. And then sometimes you play an ultra-elite team, bad things happen. They have way more talent, okay? That's the first thing I wanted to cover because I see it all over social media already, okay? Here's here's how we need to set this up because it shapes the discussion. Since 2013, okay, of the... (laughs) Of the top 150 recruits in the country, Bama has 124 of them, Clemson 59, Ohio State 99, Notre Dame 36 of the playoff teams. So you're looking at a raw talent deficit. It is what it is. There's no sugarcoating it. There's no way for Notre Dame people to massage it or sugarcoat it. Raw talent's raw talent. Okay, since 2013, Alabama, 124 top 150 players. Notre Dame, 36. It is what it is. Now, here's what this episode's not going to turn into is discussing why there's that talent gap, Notre Dame's recruiting, who they could go after because of academics, all that. This is not the episode for that. That's a discussion I have every year after the season ends. It ain't the time for it now. When we get to it, we'll get to it. And I actually have, I have a solution. I have a solution. So when we get there, I am going to propose my plan that I've heard nobody else bring up in regards to Notre Dame. I'm going to frame it all. This is not that show. So for this show, we're not going to address why there's a talent gap this big between Notre Dame and Alabama. It is what it is for this week. So we'll get to that part later, but 
for this discussion, we need to understand it just is what it is, and it ain't going to change in three days. So we got to deal with what we're dealing with, okay? And again, this is the difficult part about being where Notre Dame currently resides in college football. Very, very good, but not elite. They're what, 35-7 and over the last four years? Really, really solid, okay? It just means we're at the top of the very good and not into the mega elite, okay? That's another broad-scale discussion, by the way. Anybody notice it seems like there's pretty much three teams that own most of the huge upside talent, okay? And those are three teams that are in the playoff almost every single year. Not a coincidence, okay? Development's great. Coaching's great. All that stuff is great. But everybody needs to note the teams that end up making their way up every year, it also, what a coincidence, most of them have a ton of raw talent, okay? So here's the thing. The same stories are already written by the media before this game is even played. Notre Dame doesn't belong. Notre Dame's a fraud. Why did we put him in? All that, all that stuff, Okay, so the reality is Notre Dame can match up with just about everybody except for maybe two or three teams in the country. So no matter what happens in this game, Notre Dame's not terrible. They're not bad. They're not awful. They're just not mega elite. That's the good and bad part about making these games when you're Notre Dame situated where you are. You're good enough to make it in these games. But do you have enough talent to actually compete and win them? It's a good and a bad problem. It's good that you're good enough to be in those games and have regular seasons that the committee deems are viable to gain entry to the playoff. But it's a negative because then you get in a situation where what happened to Clemson happened to you a couple weeks ago. Whatever's going to happen against Alabama, if that goes according to the spread or bad, It's all going to come out again that Notre Dame's no good. They don't belong, whatever. They just don't look good against two or three really good teams that are elite of elite. So I want to make that clear. No matter what happens this week, Notre Dame's not terrible. The program's not terrible. It's in a healthy spot. Just doesn't have the raw talent Alabama has. It's just a fact. And we as Notre Dame people should be more than used to that by now. Okay. So given all this history and the dynamics, how should Notre Dame approach this ball game as a 20 point dog? Okay. Understand the starting point reference has to be since 2017. (laughs) I can't even say it without laughing. Alabama signed 21 five-star guys. Notre Dame has one. Okay. Since 2017, 21 five-star talents, Notre Dame signed one, okay? The talent gap between these teams is significant, real, and factual. Accept it and let it guide how we need to approach this game from a Notre Dame angle. Notre Dame has nothing to lose, absolutely nothing. It should be ultra-freeing. There are no expectations of Notre Dame not even winning, but just competing from most people you ask to predict this game, okay? It's the biggest spread in playoff history. Everybody I've seen writing or talking about this outside of the Notre Dame circle says Alabama's just going to kill us, okay? That should be freeing for Notre Dame. 
You have nothing to lose. No pressure. Everybody's picking against you by a million. You have nothing to lose. Approach it that way. Nothing to lose, all to gain. Okay, I'll say it again. If a game's being played, then your team has a chance. That's not the question. The question is, what is the percentage likelihood that chance can come to fruition on the field? Okay? So, if you want to ask the most basic question, how can Notre Dame win this game? It's a tough ask. Okay? But, if, if you're making me answer it, Notre Dame has to play almost perfect their best game of the year by far. Notre Dame's got to be almost perfect perfect play their best game by far you gotta hope Alabama sleepwalks takes Notre Dame for granted isn't focused whatever you get a few calls you get a few bounces you get a few breaks you drag the game out and then you see what's up later in the game that's got to be the avenue if both these teams play great, Alabama wins by a lot because they have 21 five-star talents and we have one. Okay, so if both teams play great, they should win because they have way more talent. So Notre Dame needs to try and thread that needle somehow of us playing our best game. These guys are sleepwalking, not their sharpest. Goofy things happen. Get a call, get a bounce, drag the game out within reason, and then you're in play to see what happens. That's got to be the path because I don't know of another path when you're looking at this big of a talent disparity. So how am I going to judge Notre Dame's approach to this game philosophically as a coaching staff, as an entire unit, an entire operation? Let me be crystal clear. Offensively, I need you to be ultra aggressive. You have to. Alabama's going to score. That's what they do. You need as many seven-point boosts as you can get. To me, Notre Dame's game plan against Clemson was soft, weak, scared, and had no adjustments built into it, okay? Do that game plan two games in a row, and I'm going to have a stroke live on this show, okay? I get it to a certain extent against Clemson. You were able to run the ball very well in the first matchup. You thought you'd be able to do it again, even though you put all that on film and left the best defensive coordinator in the country to look at it for five weeks, all that kind of stuff. Notre Dame thought they could do the same thing, and it didn't work at all. They had no answers, no adjustments, okay? I kind of get why they thought they could do that against Clemson based off the success they had against them in the first game, okay? Doing that game plan two games in a row when you saw how miserably it failed last time, I'm going to absolutely lose my mind. It's inexcusable, okay? You just saw that versus a healthy elite team, being conservative and just being who you are, as Kelly likes to say, just got you blown out. Sticking with who you are just got you killed. So the plan can't be to go back to the well of who you are again against a team with even more talent. Explain to me the philosophical theory there. Who you were just got you blown out. Now you're playing a team even better than that team. You're going to go down that path again? 
Why bother showing up if that's what you're going to do? If that's what you're going to do and you're going to play offensively scared in a little tiny box and be too afraid to throw anything downfield or do anything but run into a brick wall in your run game and then throw four-yard outs to the sideline as you're passing plays, why even show up? Why even show up, okay? So spare me, Kelly. We need to just be who we are. Being who you are just got you embarrassed last week. So change who you are. I know you can't change a ton, but the approach within what you're doing has to be way different. If it looks anything like what we just saw against Clemson, I am going to absolutely go off. That tells me the staff has no wherewithal to adjust anything. They don't know how or they're not smart enough to recognize they need it. I'm not asking for an entire... I know all you coachy X's and O's types. John, you can't get this far into the season and then start changing what your scheme and what you're doing. All I know is what we just tried against Clemson failed miserably. Now we're playing even a more talented team. Things need to be different. I need to look at it and see that the approach is different. Okay, Notre Dame's going to try and establish the run. I get it. I understand it. Okay, But this can't turn into all the other big game moments where first down, Notre Dame runs into a brick wall for one yard. Second down, Notre Dame runs into a brick brick wall for one yard. Now it's third and long, and then Ian Book's running in circles. I've seen that movie 85 times. That movie sucks. I'm not here for it again. Has Kelly learned anything from all of these consecutive humiliations in these big games? Being who you are isn't good enough. So change who you are for the better, okay? Be ultra aggressive in this game. There's no downside. If you play scared and conservative like you did against Clemson, there really is no point in showing up. If you're going to show up, at least try and win the game. And you're not going to do it by playing in a little eight-yard box offensively that we did against Clemson. Okay? So I need you to pull out anything and everything that you haven't shown, some stuff you showed early in the year, haven't done lately, trick plays. Just you need to pull it all out. The talent disparity here is huge. You got to pull out some things. You got to do some things you're not comfortable doing. That's a part of this. You're punching way up. And you need to put yourself out there and do things and think about things in a way we're not used to doing to even have a thought that this could even be a competitive game. Okay? So here's the other thing. I need you to score seven points. Not three. You don't beat healthy Clemson settling for three. And you certainly don't beat Alabama settling for three. Doing so, especially way down in the red zone, is a weak concession to me. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. If you really want to put it in effort to win this game, see, here's the thing. Is the idea here to try and actually win the game or is the idea here to just 
keep it so it doesn't look so lopsided. What's the mentality here? There are different approaches, okay? So I need to know what the, what the mentality is. Are they genuinely trying to go in there and win? Are they going to take risks? Are they going to do some things they're not comfortable doing because that's what it'd take to win? Or are they going to get scared and conservative, crawl into a shell, and it's the same script we see in all these big games? That's what I think is in play, okay? Three points doesn't do you any good against a healthy Clemson. It does you no good against Alabama. I need the offense set up with four plays in mind. So when you're constructing a series, Tommy Reese, I need you to have four plays in mind, not three, and then you kick it. Okay, four plays. That's what it's going to take. Oh, John, this sounds extreme. It is extreme because the talent disparity is extreme. You have to adjust to that. You can't just make it business as usual when you're facing a talent disparity like this. You got to take risks. Put yourself out there. Okay, take chances. Mix up your... Pass and run downs, try trick plays, end arounds, throw a ton of deep balls. Even if you don't catch it, maybe you'll get a call. Those are all the things you got to do when you're down this much talent to your opponent. It cannot be, cannot be the old Notre Dame big game playbook. First and second down runs for nothing or negative and then books running. I, it's, I can't sit through that again then it really is pointless to even show up to the game if that's going to be the plan. It's been the plan for every single one of these games before. Try something different. Try something different. Okay? The proof of this was in the second Clemson game. You can't just do what you thought against better talent and think it's going to work out. Take chances. There is zero reason not to in this situation. Zero. Okay. When being who you are fails, maybe it's time to find an upgraded version of yourself. Okay. And don't tell me, oh, John, oh, I'm, I coach junior high and there's no time to change the scheme now. It's too late in the year. How about this? This is going to blow your minds. How about this? Here's what counts as a change to me. Throwing a 40-yard deep pass straight down the field to your big-bodied receiver. Oh, that's earth-shattering. We're changing the whole playbook. No, it's just called a deep pass downfield, something we never even attempted against Clemson the second time around. Does that sound so extreme? that Notre Dame can't possibly adjust to try and throw the ball deep and let your big-bodied receiver catch it or get a call. We didn't even try that against Clemson. It can't be this way this week. It can't. That's cowardly. Ian Book's going to have to take chances he's not comfortable taking. He has to. He has to. For us to be in this game for any amount of time, Ian Book's got to take chances he usually doesn't take, okay? The slow, long, slow, methodical drives Notre Dame likes to do against inferior opponents are great here against Bama to keep them off the field, their potent offense, 
but they're only great if they end in seven points. Otherwise, you're eating up a ton of clock against a very athletic defense, and you have one false start, sack, you know, something bad happens, a loss. Then you ate up seven minutes, got nothing out of it. You're kicking it back to them. So those long, the long methodical drive idea to keep the ball out of their hands, that's only good if you're scoring seven. It can't be three. I'm telling you, Alabama's going to get theirs. They're going to get points. We need sevens. That needs to be the goal. There ain't no thing as punting in this stupid game. They're on, obviously within reason. When you get past the 50, there's no reason to punt. When you're in the, in the red zone or whatever, you could kick a field goal. There's no reason. Field goals don't beat this team. Field goals don't beat this team. And by the way, our kicker doesn't make a lot of them anymore either. So set up drives with four plays in mind. Set it up that way. Oh, John, this all sounds extreme. It's an extreme situation. That's why it sounds extreme. Are you trying to win this game? Or are you just trying to not get blown out? Be cool losing it and just try and not get blown out. What do you want to be? There's decisions to be made here. But think about it. What do you trust more against Alabama offensively? Hitting a few deep passes that flip the field or trying to run a 15-play drive against their defense where everything has to go right all the way for you to score? Okay? So I'm not saying it has to be all just every pass, throw it downfield and hope, but I'm saying more chances have to be made than we've taken in any game we played so far this year. But what really concerns me the most is how conservative, scared, and weak they played Clemson the second time around and had no adjustments. Once they realized what they did the first time against them wasn't going to work, there were no adjustments. Zero. Or if there were any, I didn't notice them because they didn't work. So either way, okay? So I need to see aggression. I need to know early that Notre Dame isn't cowering. And they're if they're going to go down, they're going down guns blazing, unloading the clip and doing every single thing they could think of. Okay? I have to feel that and I have to see it to be comfortable with this. Otherwise, I'm going to lose my mind. Cowering into a shell and playing conservative on offense is a guaranteed way to lose this game. That cannot be the plan. I am going to lose my mind. Go out. If you're going to go down, go down guns blazing, trying to win the game. So that's what I need to see offensively. I need to see aggression and chances being taken. I need to see plays we haven't seen all year. That's the only way Notre Dame has a chance. So if they're sincere about trying to win and not just minimize embarrassment, I need to see that in play. Defensively, good luck. Like, I racked my brain looking at this. Good luck. Good luck. I don't know what to tell you, okay? Alabama has averaged 50 points a game this year, and it's been up as high as 53 points the last five games. They got three Heisman contenders on offense alone. So what do you do if you're Clark Lee, okay, besides put together your Vanderbilt staff? What do you do if you're Clark Lee? What are your options? 
what like what are your options? Like offensively, it's much easier for me to see the path I want them to take. I don't know if there's a good a good path defensively. Do you give them 25 yard cushions to keep the receivers in front of you? Okay, but you know what that's going to be. The guy's going to Jones is going to have all day to throw. Then he's going to find one of these athletic guys, Smith, one of these guys, and then they're just going to run all over. It's going to be stab, bleeding out, stabbing little by little down the field. So that's one way you could go to try and just ultra bend, but don't break. Give them a 25-yard cushion. Hope you could keep them in front of you. And then you make a play, they make a mistake, I guess. That's one way you could play it. Or... Clark Lee could say, this is my last game as defensive coordinator at Notre Dame. I'm going to let this one rip, and I'm going to throw the kitchen sink at Alabama. Just come up with anything you could come up with, throw it at them, and figure if we get burned, at least we got burnt trying to be aggressive, not being passive, and sitting back and just letting them methodically go down the field. Okay? So my guess would be, Probably a blend is what's most realistic that you're going to get out of this. Um, I'd lean on aggression because, again, why not? They're going to score points. They're just going to. They're going to score points. I would rather they score points with us at least trying to take some gambles and some shots. Rather than just sitting back and letting them carve us up 25 yards at a time. Okay, take some chances. There is no good answer on defense. There isn't. You, you want to play man against these guys? Okay. You want to be in a soft zone? A no. Like, there's just no good answer. That's why they're so good. There's no good way to defend them. So, I don't know what it's going to be, but a part of me almost hopes Clark Lee says, the hell with it. I'm out of here after this game, probably. I'm going out guns blazing. We're bringing every stunt, every blitz, every everything you could come up with. Why not? Defensively, I have no good answer. I could sit here and say, you got to stop the run and you can't get beat over the top by these guys. There's so much talent on that offense. I, I don't even feel like it's worth it for me to say all that stuff. Right? Like you just you gotta find a way. You you just you gotta find a way. So I don't know how Clark Lee's gonna do it, but you gotta figure out something. And again, I would prefer if you're gonna go down, and that's what's gonna happen anyways. I would always rather go down being aggressive, trying some stuff, rather than sitting back on in literally in defense mode in this huge cushion, letting them just play after play, go down the field. I would much rather get burnt being aggressive. That's just me though. Okay. And again, this is just such a weird game to break down because the talent difference is so apparent and massive. It's really hard to just get it down to like individual matchups and this and that. Like it's just hard to defend them. Okay. So I don't know what they're going to come up with, but I need it to be ag- aggressive. I want to see some different stuff. Run some stuff you haven't run. Now is the time. Now is the only time. 
You lose this game. There is no tomorrow. This has to be it. Pull out whatever you can pull out. Okay? Special teams, no field goals. I don't think you can afford it, quite frankly. And your kicker hasn't been making them lately. Go for it. Anytime you can, go for it. Again, why not? Okay? Field goals will not beat Alabama just like they did not beat Clemson. You're you're cowering, putting your tail between your legs and admitting you can't do anything. So field goals, you're out. The only time I want this kid kicking is an extra point if we're fortunate enough to score a touchdown, which sounds lame to say, but we didn't get one till the fourth quarter last week or the week before. So anyways... Uh, I, I just can't have you settling for three points. It's pointless. It, it doesn't do. How arrogant is it to think three points is going to beat Lawrence and on the six-yard line, we'll just kick a field goal. We missed it, so it doesn't matter. But it's pretty arrogant to think this three points from the six will be enough to beat Clemson. No, I hate that way of thinking and it can't exist here, okay? So, from special teams, I don't want field goals. I need you to go for it. It's the only chance you have to win the game. Um, but what I do need from special teams is you're going to have to steal a score. Steal a score. So you, you might have to steal multiple scores. Steal one on special teams. I rail on Notre Dame special teams all the time. Now's the time to do something. Pick your spot. Steal a possession. Okay? Now's the time. Notre Dame needs to try and extend this game within reach as long as they can, however they can, any way they can. Extend this game out where you're in striking distance as long as humanly possible, okay? So this is going to actually sound bad to say, but I actually mean it 100%. I think Notre Dame can gain back some of the credibility it lost in the second Clemson game by not even beating Alabama, but playing them tough. And I know that's a really depressing way to look at this. I'm just looking at the talent, you guys. I'm looking at the difference in talent, okay? So I do think there could actually be a low-level credibility gained not even if you beat Alabama, but if you play them tough. And Notre Dame is going to have to play 100% better within what they can control than they did against Clemson the second time around. So I say go for it, 100%. Go for it. There is no upside of Notre Dame playing this conservative in any way. There is no upside. I want everybody watching this that's a Notre Dame fan to pay attention. Being conservative would be admitting you have no chance putting your tail between your legs and giving up. If I see that from the game plan here, we're going to have real issues. We're going to have real issues. If you you play aggressive and you go down because they have more talent, we'll have the discussion about how you need to get more talent then but at least you went down aggressive. If they get cowardly here, I'm going to lose all respect for this operation. You cannot get conservative here and think you have any chance to be in this game at all. Go for it 100%. 
This is Notre Dame we're talking about. Go for the win. If it doesn't work out, you are probably going to lose anyways, but at least go for it. Pull out all the stops. Why the hell not? Why not? Anything that resembles a similar offensive plan to what we did against Clemson, instant guaranteed blowout loss. That plan was a failure beginning to end with no adjustments. It needs to be in the garbage right now. Anything that resembles anything similar to what we did against Clemson, instant failure. I need something different. Play loose, play free, pull out all the stops. You got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Pull out all the tricks, all the stops right here. It's your best chance to hang around, okay? Right now, the score is zero to zero. See if you could find a way to string this thing out and make some stuff happen. That's the best I got for you, you guys. That's the best I have for you in this dynamic, in this matchup. Some of you are going to say, man, John, though, that breakdown was more general and, and not as specific. That's because I think we're dealing with something here way more critical than just some X's and O's here and there. When you're dealing with this kind of talent disparity, you got to talk about big picture things like what I'm talking about. Pull out all the stops. There is no downside. Go down aggressive if you're going to go down. There's quite a bit on the line here practically, obviously, in pursuit of a, a championship ring, but also perceptually. The biggest, <clears throat> excuse me, the biggest thing I'm looking for here, no matter how it turns out, the biggest thing I'm looking for here is at least a different approach than the ones we've taken in all these other big games where we get blown out over the years and what we saw against Clemson. I'm looking for something different. Those have not worked out 100%. To think you could do anything similar and have it end differently is ignorant. It, it's not, that's just not realistic. I want to see a different approach. Adapt. Adapt to your situation. That's what these coaches get paid for. The talent difference is the talent difference. You got to do whatever you think puts your guys in the best position to string this game out. Being conservative is not that path. It is not. So I need to see something different. If you go down, you go down. But show me that you're at least trying to win this game by being aggressive and doing different things. What do you guys think? Put it in the comments section. Take care.